0: This is James Montgomery, and this is primarily pro football talk. So, I wanted to start off this introduction. We're about to start week five of the NFL season, and I thought it'd be a great time to start making outlandish predictions on the year. But even more than that, I just want to give you my background with the game. So, just to set you up. I played. I started playing football my senior year of high school. I liked it so much that I decided to walk on at the local college. Now, the story to get on, I walked on, was a was a crazy story. And there's only one. My buddy. Well, there's seven of us who can really have the same essential story. But really, only one finished the job and ended up starting his fifth as a fifth year senior. He ended up starting. And being nominated for a award for someone who started off as a walk-on. It was a great, great story. His story is better than mine. Mine, not even a close second. It's a far-distant second. However, it is still second out of the seven people that made the walk-on cut. So, University of New Mexico, 2008. I was primarily a wrestler in high school that's an important fact to know because wrestling sucks it's really hard and lo and behold the walk on trials were not testing your 40 time your bench press and your vertical my 40 time would have been somewhere between a 5 6 and a 5 9 if anybody knows anything about a 40 time it's really slow i was about 200 pounds coming out of high school Real slow. Okay, real slow. Um, I could bench 225 maybe one time. And my vertical is about 25 inches. So if they tested any of those things, I would have never made the team. However, they didn't. They tested something else. They tested your mind. And how far you were willing to go before you quit. And fortunately for me, being in in a wrestling background... Worked out quite well. So, what happened was, there's like 40 of us, roughly. Somewhere between 40 and 60. I don't quite remember the number, okay? We all show up, and they're like, okay. They, they took a few of the guys out of the room because they were like, okay, you guys are going to play no matter what. Okay, but the rest of you guys, we don't know who you are. So, they got us fitted for pads, and they told us, listen, tomorrow we need to show up at 6 a.m. On Monday, whatever, whatever, first day of the week, okay? Show up at 6 a.m., and they're like, okay, they put us all on the goal line. All right, we need everyone to do walking lunge all the way down the field and back. Okay, do army crawl all the way down the field and back. Do, uh, just let's sprint down the field and back. Just BS basically for two hours, three hours, whatever. Okay, we did that after the first two days of this. Okay, because they did it one day and then they, all right, come back tomorrow. Same thing. After the second day, whatever the number was, it cut in half. Okay, after the first week, it was down to 10, 15 guys. Okay, somewhere in there. All right, and by the end, there was seven guys that were left standing, myself included. And I was not the first one through on any of these. I was always the last one through, but I did finish everything. Okay, and now that, a lot to be said for that. However, they let everyone who stuck around on the practice team. We all practiced, you know, it was great got freaking hammered all day. And this was back in O eight. This was when Coach Rocky Long was there. And we were just a really physical team. Big like offensively we were big and physical. Defensively we were fast. Everybody was like undersized and fast. And we had these things called a lobo back. We ran a three three five defense and they were like a renegade linebacker safety. And there was like uh Brian Erlacher played that spot uh this guy clint mcpeak i knew played that spot these guys the guys they had there were just straight studs right okay so anyway um i they put me at defensive end right because their defensive ends were undersized anyway they were all like 220 and they're basically their front six guys were like two between two ten and two forty. Like there was nobody bigger than like two forty, because all they did was slant everybody and they blitzed every single play. Okay, so uh, really intense defensive scheme, offensive scheme, just freaking pound the ball. I remember one game we played. We played New Mexico State that year. We ran the ball. We, we had we had like six pass attempts, uh, and four hundred yards rushing. Just, just kind of give you like an idea, all right. And it was, it wasn't like a triple option. Like later, New Mexico became a triple option under Bob Davey, like years later. But bef- this was not a triple option. This was like two tight ends, freaking pull a guard. Uh, Rodney Ferguson was like two hundred and fifty pound running back, and then his backup was like two forty. So it's like we had big, big guys, right? Um, so anyway, I walk on this team i'm I'm getting killed all day right you're just getting plastered all day, okay Rocky long ends up resigning that year, or they've parted ways because he's been there a long time hasn't i don't think we i don't think we want a we won a bowl game, but we never won the conference right as long as he was there. He ended up going to san Diego State, and basically that's all she wrote because San Diego State ended up winning like the conference every single year when he went. Okay, just recruiting, obviously. So we had this new guy come in, Loxley, Coach Loxley, right? Um, he's the East Coast guy, brings in this really high-flying offense, um, or so we thought. Um, but we had a bunch of big, slow guys on offense, right? Big, like we were designed to run the ball. He brings in the strength coach who, it was essentially P90X with weights, so... It was just basically moving really quickly in a weight room, which for football players, like, I I get it, like, you gotta get into shape to run the offense he was running, but at the same time, it was just a little bit, like, there was no strength training, like, at least not effective strength training. And so I went from, like, this really good strength coach who basically just got us really big, and just, just, just to give you kind of a number, and I wasn't taking anything. That was something that I never did i never took anything i I, we took protein shakes after we worked out right and a lot of a lot of college athletes do take steroids i'm not i'm not saying that that they don't or that any of that because i know that that happens okay at the time i didn't know it happened but i do know now and fortunately for me i've never taken anything to have to get off or you know in terms of performance enhancing drugs right um but i was squatting 3 308 when i first showed up which was in kilograms and then by the by the end of like the first op, like that first season i was squatting like f- over 400 i was like a 405 i was like four plates in 3 months and that was taking nothing okay and it was just by, by the way we trained we just hit legs freaking until you couldn't walk like you just you would just hit legs in season because you weren't you weren't playing so they didn't care they just free you just like we would do these squat fests on fridays and you just squat until you can't walk basically and i'm not joking like it's not like you would just hit like a plate for an hour it was like sets of six sets of five sets of eight just, just getting really freaking huge you know just like heavy sets like just freaking all for two hours just freaking let's get big and we went from that to this p90x and i'll tell you what the first time i did this 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 fast weight room stuff i was throwing up i i was i was out of shape i wasn't in like that kind of shape right and we were doing these track workouts and stuff and like it was good but then we get to the games and we just get hammered we just get ran over and we just didn't have the athletes everybody else did one but two it's just like the way we were doing it before was effective because we didn't have the athletes so we needed to kind of do things a little bit more you know right at you like let's develop let's get strong and develop and play really fast like play fast on defense and then offense just be a slow grind it out type thing so just be unorthodox altogether because of the athletes we get we don't get we don't get top athletes right um, and it seemed to work effectively. I mean, we weren't great. We were solid. We weren't great, but then we went from solid to bad—really, really bad. Okay, we won one game the first year. Now we we were in about five games, so we sh- and we probably should have won about five games. But we only won one. And then the next year, we only won one. And then the next year after that, we only won one. So there's three wins over a three year period, right? He ends up getting fired. However, I I ended up quitting, uh, going into the third year with that guy. So it would have been my fourth year. Going into my fourth year, I ended up quitting. Right, so that's where my story ends. Right, with football, I started coaching high school football right after. Right, coached high school football. I was already doing like the strength and conditioning stuff in my at the high school. So I was real involved like with football. Right, and I was a I was a linebacker. So when they the new coach came, became a linebacker. I learned schemes, and I was, like, pretty – like, I would say, like, on that team, there's, like, 105 players on a Division One football team. I was, like, 96 best player. Maybe, yeah, I might even be – you know, I might have been a little better than that. But somewhere between 85 and 95 is where I was in terms on, – on a. if they lined up everybody on a roster. So I'm not trying to sit here and say I was any good. I, I did try to, like, push myself to be, you know, like, hey, coach, put me in type thing, you know, like, be like Rudy or whatever. And they never did. And I never understood why. Just, yeah, I, I know I wasn't the best. I, I know I was, like, athletically I was, like, really, really bad. Like, my 40 time, I think the fastest I ever ran was a 4.9. And bench press I could probably hit 225, 13 times in my peak. Uh, my, my best squat was 435, you know, and that – you know, like, those numbers are pretty good, right? They're pretty good, but, the, you, you know, the starting middle linebacker was squatting 500, benching 225, 36 times. You, you know, you know, so, like, comparatively speaking, I was nowhere close to these guys, right? Nowhere close. Like, every guy that was a linebacker was squatting 500 pounds. They were all benching 225, 20-plus times. You know, they were running four 540s. They were jumping... F- 30s 35 inch you you know like it it was just all these like really high numbers and I was just not even close to those so when it comes to the athletic ability I was really far down the list however intellectually the game came very natural to me I really understood how people played and it put me in some positions to make plays in practice right like I I made some plays in practice because I understood how things worked I, I knew how to read routes I knew like like things just came real natural for me when it came to like studying the game, so you know, when I stopped playing, which I in my opinion, was, it was a mistake to stop playing, I, I ended up earned, I probably would have ended up earning a scholarship. There's these two guys who I know I, would, I was a little farther along then, who earned scholarships after I quit, who I for sure would have been one of those guys. However, it, did, it doesn't matter. The point is, is I enjoy the game. Okay, I enjoyed the game. I kept coaching. Coached for six years. Now I don't coach. That's okay. There's a lot to life. And that's what I found. Sports. I'm kind of back on sports again. Football's never been... I, I, I've always tried to like quit football many times in my life. And it always find, found its way back to me. I started playing this flag football league when I stopped. It's like, it's like I left coaching. I moved to Phoenix. Started playing flag for some weird reason. It was a lot of fun. Just stopped playing flag, and now I'm talking about football right now. So, I've always found my way back. But, that being said, I really like talking pro football. It's probably one of my favorite things to do. You talk... Me and and some of my buddies can talk pro football a few hours, right? I'm a pretty serious guy for the most part. I, I teach kids with autism. I'm a math teacher. Um... I'm also a very spiritual guy. I go to church. Spend a lot of time with Jesus. I'm a, I'm single, but I do I'm, I take my spiritual practices very seriously. Um. Yeah. So I, I I take this stuff pretty serious, and I'm not you know like I, I I I practice being celibate. Uh, I'm really I'm really sound in a lot of spiritual practices. Okay, but that being said. One of my favorite things to do, and I know a lot of males, they just need a break. Talking football is nice. And it's chill. And it's okay to talk football for like an hour every once in a while. Like today I had a nice discussion with my buddy. Talk football for like an hour. When it starts being like, you know, three, four, five hours a day, every day. Okay, now we're getting a little excessive. You start betting, you know. We can, you can, you can overdo it, right? Let's talk. We're, this is, these are going to be 30 minute podcasts, okay? These, these podcasts are going to be 30 minutes. We're going to talk. We don't need to be spending all day talking about the Cowboys, right? And breaking down why their O line sucks and why Mike McCarthy is no good, you know? But we can, we can brush on it. We can, we can kind of discuss maybe four teams at once. Like, I'm, I'm a big. Let's let's discuss the whole NFC East at one time. And that's actually gonna be our first topic. Alright? We're gonna discuss the whole NFC East first time, right? I'm gonna give you guys maybe and then maybe we'll discuss all the bad teams real quick. And then we'll discuss all the good teams, you know? That kind of thing. So I'm hoping that this is fun. Um The other thing I wanted to bring in, so so I wanted to bring in tactics because I do know the game pretty good and i I actually can see stuff on on while I'm watching a game, which i I don't get super excited when I watch football. I just get real intellectual about it like I'm kind of weird like okay, so I'm watching the game i went I went to go watch a cardinals game like three years ago with a girl that's a whole nother story i would you know really great girl i should have i should have given her a chance man and and i didn't i didn't give her a chance, but whatever we'll talk about that another day. We go watch the Cardinals play the Titans. It's when Bruce Arians was there, it was his last year there. Uh, Cardinals were eight and eight, Titans were nine and seven that year. I think I think that was the year Mariota did that that catch. You know, he threw the ball and he caught it and he scored a touchdown to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. They were down twenty-one to three. Yeah, it was that year, and the Cardinals and the Titans played right, and the Titans were doing really well, and then they hit the Cardinals, and the Cardinals gave the blueprint on how. To beat well, maybe not how to beat the Titans, but they expose something in the Titans that I think is really interesting. So the Titans, okay, so there's a nickel. Those of you who don't know what the nickel is, a nickel package, a nickel package is when you have five defensive backs on the field, which is five little guys basically. In 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 layman's terms, you got eleven guys in the field total. You got five little guys. You got four. Now this is the Titans. I'm not talking everybody. At the time, the Titans nickel package was five defensive backs, four linebackers, which are like medium-sized guys, and then two fat guys, big guys, okay? The 2-4-5, okay? That was the Titans nickel package at the time. The Cardinals figured out this thing. Now, this game was extremely boring. Most people watching this game, they would turn this game off, Right? This game was a 12-7 football game, four field goals by the Cardinals, and the only touchdown scored was by the Titans, and the only reason the touchdown was scored was because of a pass interference call and DeMarco Murray runs it in from the one-yard line. That was it. That was the game. Okay, so this is a pretty boring game. Okay? However, I was intrigued by the game, watching it the entire time. It was extremely intriguing to me. Okay? I'll tell you why. What I noticed is Cardinals figured something out. They figured out, If we throw in three wide receivers, you know, running back and a tight end, however you want to look at it, or two running backs, they call that 20 personnel, two running backs, they call it uh, one running back, one tight end, 11 personnel. So let's say anything with three wide receivers, okay? If we put that in, Larry Fitzgerald has always been there, big wide receiver. We put that in, it forces the titans to go into a nickel which is that two four five i was telling you about now their original defense is a three four four okay which is three down and everybody who watches football knows that a three four is essentially like a five two okay because they that linebackers standing up are more like defensive ends right okay so but their defense their base defense at the time was a three four which is again three down three big guys four medium-sized guys and four little guys okay and that's like a base defense. But if the Cardinals put in three wide receivers, they're like, well, we can't match up against three wide receivers with four defensive backs. You know, like we have two, too many big guys on the field, not enough little guys because they got too many receivers. So we're going to put in the two, four, five when they're on the field, okay? Because they got three wide receivers. Now, the thing about the Cardinals is Larry Fitzgerald's a big wide receiver, they line them up tight like a tight end almost, and they run the ball behind him, okay, and they controlled the entire game, and the Titans could not do, and we all know what Mariota is like, you know, he's not the best quarterback in terms of like getting, moving an offense, right, so it just kept the Titans on the sideline the whole game, and that kind of stuff's really interesting, so I hope to bring kind of like that aspect into it, okay, it's like, well, did you notice that when they put in the three wide receivers, it forced them to go to a nickel package, and then they just ran out of it behind Fitzgerald, who's more like a tie, who was like basically a tight end on a, because because you got a big wide receiver on a little defensive back, that's basically a tight end on a you know it's like a tight end out there going up against a, a undersized linebacker or something, you know what I'm saying? So it was just a really interesting thing that I knew like I didn't even realize that I knew until I kind of saw it and i got really interested in it and then i started paying attention to it more often it made, made makes the game way more interesting so i'm hoping to make the game more interesting on top of you know this is james montgomery and this was everything primarily pro football talk